Welcome to The Mother-Daughter Journey, a podcast for women working through the tenuous transition of a maturing mother-daughter relationship. I'm Abigail. And I'm Kelly. We know firsthand that the mother-daughter relationship is one of the most fabulous, yet frustrating, relationships you are ever going to have. Even so, we're best friends, business partners, and of course, mother and daughter. So join us as we share our ongoing journey and the lessons we've learned along the way. Happy Tuesday, ladies and potentially gentlemen, but mostly ladies. Welcome back, everybody. As you can tell, Abigail's a little feisty today. Just today? No, every no, day. Yeah, I'm, All right. I'm feisty every day. Let's, let's be real. I stand corrected. So today, K-Dog, we're, we're going to dive into something that feeds our soul. It's going to be a good episode. It does. It feeds our soul. But it's a multifaceted tool. It feeds our soul. It is a growth tool. It mm-hmm. is a... It's a tool for connection. A connection tool, cooperation tool. A learning tool. A learning tool, an expanding your mind and your knowledge tool. It's a tool to help reset and rejuvenate. It's a tool to help you reconnect to yourself. And with your smile. And to your smile. All right. Drum roll, please. We're talking about travel, folks. Yes, we are. We're talking about travel. Travel is one of our favorite, favorite tools in the toolbox. And it is one that, like we said, is a multi-purpose tool. And it is so important to us. I would venture to say that it's probably important to everybody. Oh, oh, absolutely. Although there are some people, when I use the word travel... Like my mother would instantly start to get stressed out because she's like, I have to leave my house. I have to sleep in somebody else's bed. I have to Mm -hmm. pack my clothes. I'm like, she's a homebody. Extended travel is not for everybody. And that's okay. So when we say travel, our version of travel isn't necessarily what we're talking about, although it is what we're going to talk about. (laughs) But it doesn't need to be everybody's version of travel. I mean, going on a day trip is travel. I think so. Taking four hours to discover something new is travel. Yes. If you live a couple hours out of the city and it's something that you don't often get to do, taking a day trip to the city, that's travel. Or if you live in the city and you don't often get to go out and play in nature or the mountains or on the water, going to do that is travel. Exactly. Travel, as we define it, is removing yourself from your normal day-to-day activities and routines. And environment. And roles, I will venture to say. Mm-hmm. And expectations. <laughs> no, we're not going there. <laughs> to acquire a new experience, to add into to enrich, your, to enrich yourself. There you go. Yeah, good, good word. word. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so yeah, so don't get overwhelmed if you know you heard the word travel and instantly you kind of caved in on yourself. Because if travel's not your thing, to that degree, that's okay. Three hour trip. A little road trip. Three-hour tour. Oh, sorry. Going back to my Gilgan Island days. Showing my age. (laughs) But you get the picture, everybody. So, yes. So, for us, travel is something that, for me, was always a part of my childhood. It was always something that we did as a family. And it was always something that helped us get out of what you said earlier, K-Dog, the day-to-day norm and just connect on a a whole different level than, oh, how was school today? How was work today? What'd you learn? How was practice? Well, I mean, it it removes the distractions from your time together, right? We've used the word, or probably I have, because I feel like it's a mother thing, but I could be wrong. But quality time. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Right? We've used that word. And don't get me wrong. There are parts of vacations and parts of like, you know, car rides and all of the things that 
I wouldn't consider quality. We talked about one a couple of weeks ago when we had to like pull over and get out of the car and go to our own corners of the ring. But we had to use our safe word. I don't, I don't think we actually mentioned the safe word then. No, we didn't. And that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> no, it's probably not. We use the safe word traveling. I was going to say, we use it often. <laughs> Maybe we'll get there. Travel's not 100% always perfect. So don't oh. go into travel thinking, oh, this is going to solve everything. Now it's going to be perfect. We're going to have this perfect time. But it does. And the whole experience is going to be rainbows and unicorns because it's probably not. Right. But it does remove the distractions of the kids want to talk to their friends. The kids want you to drive them to a party. Oh, I'm just going to watch this ball game because, I mean, we're home. Or, well, there is this house project that we need to get to. And since we're only home anyway, we might mm-hmm. as well do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, well, that room does need to be cleaned or. Right. Yada, yada, yada. It removes you from those, like, responsibilities, I guess, for lack of a better word. word. Responsibilities. Your your regular adult life living, child life living responsibilities. There we go. That's what we were trying to say. And that... It's therapeutic in itself. I was just going to say, yeah, it's therapeutic in and of itself. And it also puts you in a position to look at things differently, right? It's an experience that you're acquiring, You're in a new environment, or maybe not a new environment, but different from your regular environment. Different from your regular environment, and you're acquiring a new experience. And as we've talked about, experiences change perspectives and beliefs. So while you're out there acquiring new experiences, your mindset shifts. Shifts. So travel is a tool in the toolbox, and it serves a lot of purposes. We're going to talk about it from our lens for a little while and how we use it and why. One is for connection, mm-hmm. right, and quality time. But another is for solace and rejuvenation and definitely keep going thing that we talk about, right? For Abigail and I, travel is not only a tool in the toolbox, but sometimes it feels like it's a necessity. Oh, oh, it's a necessity at times. Absolutely. There's just something about, for me, I think it's an energy thing. So when you're in your home, what you consider your home environment, where you have your day-to-day routine, it's comforting, right? Home Home is a comforting place. And the energy there is... I'm trying to think of the right way to put this. It can get stale. I thought that's what you were going. I was going to say stagnant, but I'm like, I really have no idea what she's yeah, trying to no, say. No, it can get stale, stagnant, mundane, like, and just getting into a new space with new energy and new people and, and not even new people, right? All life, new plant life, new whatever, new air. So I think what you're trying to say is that when you're home, you can get into ruts and routines. Yes. And behavior patterns. Yes. <laughs> right? We can t- we can take our space for granted. We can take each other for granted. Mm-hmm. We can... And we just get caught up. And in, we just in get caught up. All of the things. Correct. And traveling or day tripping... It, it reminds us of... Or it reminds me of the world outside of my bubble. Right. And reinvigorates my desire for life and my, my love for life. Right. I feel like I say right a lot when you're talking, but I agree with you. <laughs> That's okay. I do the same thing when you're talking. I know. I've noticed it because I edit these podcasts. So, (laughs) For us, I mean, you've heard us talk about a few trips that we've taken now at this point. We, you know, we did the road trip from North Carolina where we had to sleep in the rest area and we didn't repeat any songs. And that was fun. We talked about our, you know, our fateful argument in the car where we had to pull over. Which was a whole different road trip. Which was a whole different road trip. But that particular road trip was 
more a necessity than a desire, right? We were both oh, yes. in a we were both in a space. My dad was sick. Abigail had you know broken up with a long term boyfriend. Yeah, I, there were some issues, um, which is why we broke up. And along the way, I lost a couple friends as well. And so it was just very. There was a lot of loss. There was a lot of loss that and we were both dealing with. My grandpa was sick. Yeah, so. and there was and. We've talked about the fact that we both live with, you know, mental illness. For me, it's depression and anxiety. And as she likes to say, probably undiagnosed ADD. And for her, it's OCD and panic disorders and depression. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's a factor of our lives. And we talk about it freely and openly because, again, we're giving you previews of another episode. But in our mind, mental illnesses are no different than physical illnesses. And they're a part of your life that you need to learn how to honor. Embrace. Embrace and honor, and honor yep. accept and love. And for us, at that point in time, we were both sinking. We were struggling we- to accept and honor and love ourselves and our mental illness and our lives. There was just a lot happening and a lot of people needed us. And we were trying to honor all of that. And at the same time, we weren't honoring our own mental well-being. And so we decided to pull a tool out out of our toolbox which was travel mm-hmm. and because we work on our you know from our homes and we work from our laptops we were able to take an extended road trip yes which i highly recommend if you ever have the opportunity i like them i know they're not for everyone but i really like them guys i do too agreed <laughs> road trips are fun and for, so sorry i cut you off i was just gonna say for us i was just gonna add for us for but, us yeah <laughs> And so that's what we decided to do because it was just the two of us. It was just the two of us getting away, which was also necessary, I think, at the time because... Well, because we were also... It was 2021. We were also coming off of COVID. So our business had kind of tanked, right? We were trying to pivot all of those things that all Mm -hmm. business owners were trying to do. And we needed a new perspective. We did. We were in travel too. So the other aspect of that trip, or at least the part that we were able to be like, well, this is why we're doing it, is because... (laughs) That's how we sold it to your father anyway. That's how we sold it. (laughs) (laughs) Is we need to be traveling. People need to see us traveling. We need to get content. La, 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 la. and people need to see that it's safe to travel. Exactly. Spring of 2021. And yes, we still weren't flying to other countries and we still weren't, you know, getting on cruise ships, but there were ways to travel. There were ways there to were get ways out to get of out your out space. Out of your and the, the world was suffering, you know, with mental instability at that point, for lack of a better word. It wasn't just us, it right? No. Everybody was trying to adjust to pandemic and fear and new normal, all those words that were being used. And so, mm-hmm. yes, it was twofold. It was for our own well-being. souls and well-being but we also for our industry wanted to show people that you could get out of your space and do it safely right so there we go we we embarked on a three-week road trip with all of that reasoning behind us and we started by so we drove from rhode island southern rhode island and we drove down to washington dc um, where we actually spent a few days we were there for what is called asta ledge day so the american society for travel advisors and K-Dog over here, because she's a badass. Oh, there we go with the explicit again. <laughs> K-Dog over here actually presented to, I don't know what the... Oh, legislation. Legislation, yep. thank you. Oh my God, that is not my forte. She presented a legislation, um, reasons for opening up, right, the... There was something about Alaska cruising at the time, and... Just getting more money into the travel industry to help heal and repair the travel industry after COVID. I specifically was working with adapting a... 
piece of legislation that stated all Alaska cruises had to stop in a Canadian port. That's what it was. Or a foreign port in order to be able to go on to Alaska because you were going through Canadian waters. And that's not the correct verbiage, but basically there's a law on the books that states that if you are going through, you need to stop over. And that wasn't an option. People were starting to cruise safely. There was like, you know, half the amount of people on the ships and they were just starting to embark. And Alaska really needed that trade. Alaska they really, really needed that trade. That's where pretty much all of their revenue comes revenue from. Comes a good from. amount of their revenue comes right. from. And so we were lobbying with Congress to have them adapt that bill or not really change it, but kind of put an exception on it for a specific amount of time so that cruise ships could bring people to Alaska without stopping in an Alaskan port because we weren't allowed, I'm sorry, we're Canadian port because we weren't allowed in foreign countries at that point yet. Right. So well, anyway, in Canada, especially we get sidetracked all the time. But there so you go. we started the road trip with that very important mission. We did. And that was really fun for, well, besides the fact that it was just really cool to say that, you know, I presented. It's cooler to her than me. But yes, it was cool. <laughs> OK, whatever. Whatever, K-Dog. But that was one. It definitely helped reinvigorate our passion for travel, being surrounded by travel lovers for a few days. Well, at travel the very advisors start. in the industry and seeing what we could accomplish when we came together, because before we were even seven days into our road trip after leaving there, I mean, there was like three things we were lobbying for. But that particular adjustment that we were just talking about with Alaska and Canadian ports actually went through, got adopted. Right. So that was very invigorating on many levels. One, it was like watching our system work. And if you get involved, you can facilitate change. And it was great to be around our colleagues. It was. And what a big personal win for you, too, that was. Because you were really nervous. And so to bring this to our relationship, I was so proud of you. Aw, <laughs> And it was a really great way to start our road trip together because it, like I said, not only reinvigorated our love for travel after having been locked down for so long and felt good to be able to make a change, it also really lifted your self-esteem. And confidence. And yes. confidence. Agreed. Right? And, and even travel does that on many levels, not just being involved with something like that. But yes, that was like taking it to the extreme. Oh my gosh. Well, for me, I that day that you were doing that, I was exploring DC all on my own. And so I kind of built up my own confidence. Like I, I was able to maneuver, not that it's a difficult city to maneuver, but it was my first time really being there alone. I had gone once in middle school for like a school field trip. And gosh, that's that's the cool thing that travel does for you. Like I was able to go out and maneuver on my own and I was totally fine and it was great. And Kelly was able to go speak in front of these really important people and it was fine and it was great. And honestly, it was also the only planned activity that we had on our trip, which is probably giving some of you the shutters. I know that my husband was not yet. Well, your boyfriend now. Yes. But yes. Right. They they can't travel that way. Right. Her boyfriend just actually said this past Sunday. I can have no plan, but I need to plan not to have a plan. That's, yeah, that's so real. But Abigail and I love to be free. Yep. That is one of the things that feeds our soul having no plan because we live in a world of schedules. I mean, we have a business, we have a family, we have commitments. You all know life is scheduled. Life is scheduled. When somebody asks me, what's your perfect day? I respond with, I can go wherever the wind blows me. Right. And that's what the road trip was for us. That is what we needed. We needed to be free. We had been in the house. We had been grounded, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And we had all of these commitments and things happening. And so we needed to be free. So that beginning of that trip was the only thing that we had planned. 
we actually left thinking maybe we'll stop at Arizona because we, we actually left with a pretty strong inclination that we would be stopping in Arizona because we were both like oh Arizona we want to check it out we've heard such wonderful things like that should definitely be on the list if we're going out there well and because it was a very high traveled place right we're mm-hmm. like this is where people will start traveling Arizona Sedona area like this is a place you know the Grand Canyon yep. like it's a place where people are going to go and so in terms of talking about our business and and wanting to get back to selling travel, it made sense that we would go to Arizona. So that was kind of Who our... Who thinks we ended up in Arizona? Raise your hand. <laughs> we did not go we to Arizona. We did not end up in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> nope, we went where, our, where the wind blew us, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And it took us to a few places... That weren't we on the list. Weren't on the list, although we never thought we'd stop. Like Oklahoma City. Right. We, we didn't have hotels booked other than Washington. We booked as we went. We, we didn't. We would book... 20 minutes before we got to the hotel sometimes yes which is not how I would suggest traveling for the most people I mean (laughs) I suggest getting a travel advisor and having them plan it out and you know creating the experience that you dream about it's expensive to travel but for us that was what we were dreaming about right we were dreaming about no plans we were dreaming about no set set of circumstances we were dreaming about not having specific expectations for this experience she loves that word I do <laughs> but yes it's true and and what happened was we discovered some things about each other and about ourselves that we didn't know before we we did stopped in Tennessee for the first night after we left Washington and it was a sheer stopover like we're just gonna sleep here yes that was just a sleeping night we did not do anything no we no. didn't do anything we literally I think we got sandwiches and went back to the room got up the next day and started driving again and we were following like the old route 66 which was really right. cool That was really cool. And we decided as we got closer to Oklahoma City that we needed to stop for a couple days. We were like, you know what? We need to we need to stop for a couple days. So where should we stop? So I started like kind of Googling things as she was driving because I think I stated if I don't have to drive, I will always choose not to. We this this road trip, mind you, everyone was probably about eighty hours total in the car. And I'm pretty sure K Dog drove for like five of those hours. That would not be an exaggeration. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) No, probably, yes. And don't I'm not complaining. I love driving, but it, it is humorous. So anyway we I googled and we started looking at things and I was like oh well, Oklahoma City is pretty close what can you do in Oklahoma City and I saw that the street art was pretty rich in Oklahoma City and I'm like street art the heck is street what art the heck is street yeah. art because that's not something we were either one of us knew about so we decided to go to Oklahoma City and street art is super cool oh my god guys it's awesome and it sparked all these conversations that her and I never would have had, like graffiti versus street art. Mm-hmm. When is it graffiti? When is it art? Who decides that? Right. Like, is it graffiti if it's not commissioned? But if it's commissioned now, it's considered street art, even though it's still art. Right. Right. So, so that's just an example. But the point is, is that is a conversation that we never would have had. And we often said when we were selling travel that it sparks spontaneous conversations. When you travel with your mother, your daughter, really when anybody, but even when we were in travel, we were focused on the mother-daughter relationship. So the conversations that you want to have with your children, getting to know your children and them getting to know you. Getting to know you. (laughs) Tangent. (laughs) Travel is a great way to do that without having anything planned. It just It just happens. happens. It just happens. It's almost unavoidable, actually, with travel. Right. And so right out of the gates, the tool in our toolbox that we were using that was travel, in our first stop, we both built up our confidence and our self-esteem. 
check. In our second stop, which was just sleeping in Tennessee, we both learned we don't like hotels or maybe it's motels. We don't like motels. Motels, technically. We don't like the door opening up to the world. We want it to open up to a hallway. Yes. Which isn't something neither one of us had ever really thought about before. But in Tennessee... We learned. We discovered that. We discovered that we are not into being on the first floor with the door that opens up. Right. To outside. The to the, or, to the or out, whatever. The parking lot. So learn something there too. Check. And then we went to Oklahoma City and we learned how awesome that city is. First. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So fun. And that we like street art and that this was a yeah, thing. We discovered a new interest, both of us. That something that we had in common. An interest exactly that we had in common, which just made it all the more sweeter. Exactly. So we spent two or three days there. And well, we spent actually, I think, an extra day there. We did. Originally, we were like, we're just going to stay for two days, check it out, because we need to stop somewhere for a couple of days. And Oklahoma City will have plenty for us to do. And then we got there and we fell in love with the city and the vibe and the street art, of course. And we're like, you know what? I think we need to tack on another night to this bad boy. Right, which we did. So, And then when we left there, we decided we do need a little bit of a plan. One thing we did know we were going to do when we left is that we were going to stop at Santa Fe, New Mexico, because we're both musical people. And if you know musicals, they sing about Santa Fe. And quite a few of them. And quite a few of them. So we went to Santa Fe. We had to see what all the hubbub was about. And so we went there for not enough time, a couple days. No, not enough time. I mean, I still feel the same way about Oklahoma City. We, we got to go back there. There's a lot more to see. Right. But the point is, is that we made it to Santa Fe to experience or learn why people sing about it in musicals, which is something that we were both interested in. So again, conversations just naturally happen when we were in Santa Fe and when we were driving to Santa Fe. We experienced things we'd never experienced before. At one point... When we were driving down the road, it was just prairies and flat land as far oh, right. as you could see with windmills and prairie dogs and all the things that you would expect to be in a prairie. That was to our right. And then when you look to the left of the street, it was snow-capped mountains. Snow-capped mountains. It was it was surreal. It really was. It was, as she says at the beginning of this, it was feeding our soul. Mm-hmm. The nature, the landscape, the the newness the discovery. Well, the other really cool thing about Santa Fe that's similar to that experience of when we were driving there, when we were actually in Santa Fe, the way that it's set up is it's like really flat and then like really big hills and then it's just gorgeous. It's, it's gorgeous. Yes. Thank you. That's the word. And so we one evening wanted to go watch the sunset from the top of a really big hill. So we did. And we're at the top and we're looking at the sunset on one side of the street, which was beyond stunning because you could see so much sky. Yes, you could see so much sky. And it was this just purple hue that was... Oh my gosh, it was amazing. Just, yeah. But then you turned to the other side of the street and you could see the moon rising. Yep. We literally watched the moon rise and the sunset at the at same time. At the exact same time on, on one side of the... Like it was... I I don't have a word for it, guys. It was amazing. Amazing. It was. And I never in a million years would experience that in little Rhode Island, so. No, definitely not. (laughs) But I guess to the point of why we're saying this is a tool in the toolbox, especially for a relationship, is those are things that we experience together that we will forever have. Yeah. Right? Those are memories that her and I will forever have. Seeing prairies on one side of the road, I mean, let's dry as can be and snow-capped mountains on the other, and watching the moonrise and the sunset. Yes. Yeah, you did that right. (laughs) At the same time. And, you know, at this point, 
we're starting to feel some of that anxiety and that depression and just the things that were weighing us down, they were still there, right? My dad was still sick. Abigail yeah. still had broken up with her boyfriend. The, this stuff was when we still say there. Term, we're talking eight, eight years. Right. Like long term. Like those things were still there. But we were out of our norm. We were giving ourselves time and space. We were honoring our needs. Our needs. We were honoring our needs. And we were, I mean, those kinds of experiences, we were reconnecting with nature and the world around us. And as we said at the beginning, our smile. And our it, smile. Because our smiles had dimmed. Our light had dimmed a little. And, mm-hmm. and we were recharging it. You're, exactly. And we do realize that not everybody can just take off for the amount of time that we took off. We're very, very fortunate that we were able to do that. Absolutely. But day trips and mystery rides and camping and... Mystery rides. You know, they, they do the same thing. Yes, I mean, that's how we would do it when I was younger, when I, when Emily and I were younger, because you and dad were two young parents raising two young children, working, both working hard, and you were going back to school as well. I was like, in college, and, in college. And, and as we talked about in what makes, you know, the relationship so complex, we were young, we were, un, we talk about unhealed parenting, like, mm. we were, we were unhealed parenting. So, three-week road trips weren't really options. Oh, no, not even close. Not even close. But what we would do instead is what you just said, is we, we called them mystery rides. Mystery rides. I, I loved. And mystery rides always came at a time when my husband and I needed our souls. Like, we, we needed a change. We needed a new perspective. Yeah, because Dad's the same way with travel. He is. He, he loves it. I definitely get it from both of you. But we would, him and I would, you know, we knew we'd, didn't have we didn't have a lot of money back then when we were starting out and we knew we needed to get out of our normal space we had a rut forming whether it be in our marriage or our parenting or just our psyche mm-hmm. and we would literally pack up the you know the portable grill we would pack the cooler we would pack the snacks we, we pack would that pack that little portable potty we would pack the portable potty we would pack clothes bathing suits towels we would pack anything you would think you might need for a full day out and we lived in Uxbridge Massachusetts at the time mm-hmm. and we would wake the kids up super early and we would be like get dressed we're going on a mystery ride they would be clueless had no idea where we were going that was part of the fun most times it would end up being a two or three hour ride like sometimes we would go to North Conway, New Hampshire, and we would literally play in the stra- the streams and the rivers and the woods all day. Mm-hmm. We would go out west in Massachusetts and, and do the same thing. I mean, most times it was in nature because nature was free. And we would go right. to Tanglewood and we would sit and listen to music out in the field for the most inexpensive tickets that you could get. And we'd pack our food. I remember that. We'd stop at the side of the road and we'd pull out our grill and, you know, we'd feed each other. Not feed each other, but you know what I mean. <laughs> we would feed them. We would make their food and we would just sit in a rest area or like a scenic byway. One of those little picnic areas, right? Yep. And we would eat and the kids would run around and we would visit and they would play and we'd all play together. And it was just by the time we got home, everybody was thoroughly exhausted and renewed. And ready to tackle the next day. Actually, my brain went to a a Taylor Swift song. 
Of course it did. As you were talking, right? So the song where she says, you know, I had the best day with you today. There's a whole verse where she just talks about having a really bad day at school, like being made fun of or whatever. And her mom just takes her out for like a day trip and they just drive and go and window shop and then come back and they had an amazing day together, pretty much doing nothing other than getting out of their space. And discovering new things. And discovering new things. And yeah, that's what the mystery rides were for us when I was younger. And that's what this road trip was. And that's what this road trip was on a much grander scale. On a much grander scale. But I wanted to visit that it doesn't need to be this grand three-week road trip. Right. It can be as simple as a mystery ride. And it's a tool in the toolbox that helps relationships because you're rejuvenating yourself and you're getting out of your own space. And so if your relationship is in a rut or you're repeating patterns Mm -hmm. or you're caught in cycles that you can't get yourself out of. You're just feeling stuck. Don't know where to go next in the relationship. Exactly. Getting out of your own space and traveling and discovering things together and experiencing other cultures, other parts of the world. I mean, we live in the U.S., but Santa Fe is nothing like Rhode Island. Colorado is nothing like Rhode Island. Oklahoma City. Amazingly vast. Oh my gosh. Right? That was a, a realization that hit as we were driving across. Exactly. It, for sure. I mean, my husband and I just spent time in West Jefferson, North Carolina this summer. So different from Rhode Island. The people are different from Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the Bible Belt, right? It, they're different. They're like, get out there and get to know other people. See how other people are living. See the things that other people are dealing with. It kind of gets you out of yourself and it realizes does. that, right, there's, there's a whole lot of things that people are dealing with and it's not just you. Right. And spontaneous conversations happen, not set conversations like we talked about a couple of weeks ago where it's like we have this hard thing that we need to talk about and we need to set up a time to do it. When you're traveling, they happen naturally. They just happen naturally. Sometimes it's difficult, like, you know, the car ride that we talked about that week. If you didn't hear that, I think it was week four that we talked about that. That was towards the end of this road trip where that happened. Because after Santa Fe, we went up to Colorado, fell in love with it, stayed there for a whole week. And then on the drive home, that's when this That's when it happened. happened. And honestly... I can say that part of the influence of that was we were driving back to the things that weren't gone, right? The things that we knew we were going to have to deal with when we got home and our tensions were, you know, we were starting to get a little tense inside. Mm -hmm. Actually, we came home a week earlier than we expected to because I got a phone call saying I needed to get home from my dad. So, you know, there was some tensions filtering back in when that happened and we didn't utilize our tools correctly because because of that, right? Which gets us to the safe word that we didn't use. But we but we did use it for the majority of the trip. We left we with a safe word. We say the safe word is not just for the bedroom, folks. It is not just for the bedroom. Exactly. But well, ours is actually a safe phrase. It, it is. Because we're a couple of nerds. We're, so. <laughs> we're a couple of Lord of the Ring nerds. So, so we quote Gandalf. We do. Fly, you fools. Fly, you fools. Anyway. <laughs> but... In a relationship, it's not bad when you're to have a safe word, right? When you're getting to that point where you're talking about something unproductively, mm-hmm. especially if you're on vacation in a time when you're supposed to be relaxing, in a time when you're supposed to be getting out of your normal space, where you're rejuvenating, and rejuvenating, connecting. connecting, and relaxing, and a conversation, you know, like we said, conversations just naturally occur and a nerve gets struck. 
because that can also happen. That can definitely like you happen. You said travels not all unicorns and ponies. Well, no, it's not because there are so many moving pieces that you have to rely on other people for and like we said last episode, you can only control yourself. So Correct. But to get back to the point, <laughs> we have this phrase that we have to be very careful with because you don't want to you abuse it. Right. Right. You don't want to just fly it out there every time you're whenever not in you the don't m- feel like having the conversation. Right. Whenever you're in the mood or you want to just avoid something. But when things are getting tense and it, you know that you're not going to be able to have a productive conversation, you're not going to be able to respond in the manner that you want to respond in at that particular moment, mm-hmm. a safe word works. It, it does. It comes in handy. And so for us, if one of us says, fly you fools, whether it be the two of us talking to each other, whether it be at a networking event. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like, we use it as like code of like, oh my God, I need to get out of here. Like we, <laughs> we use it in many facets. We do. But it's another tool in the toolbox to, to say without having to say you're getting on my nerves or I'm heightened or I'm triggered without having to use those words and be like, oh, there's some sort of drama involved that you don't want to bring to it. Bye, you fools. Bye, you fools. And something, I mean, for us, right, That's that works for us because like we said, we're a couple of Lord of the Ring nerds. And the great thing about that too is it kind of breaks the tension a little. It does right? because it's, it's something that we laugh about. It's something that we laugh about. We're like, oh, fly, you fools. And then we think about our favorite series and we're instantly in a somewhat better mood. Correct. So because we have great memories associated with that. It's our kind of I don't know what it says about us that when we don't feel good or we're, you know, a little sad that we pull out this epic battle scene. But but we do in for the weekend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we do. But we do. So that's another thing to think about when you are thinking about. Or, or talking about um, safe words or safe phrases is try to find something that makes you laugh. Makes you laugh, right? Yeah, it's a little, it's a little silly because, or it brings a warm feeling. Or it brings a warm fuzzy, right? Yes, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think with with that, folks, we're gonna, we're going to leave you with that little tidbit. Uh, safe words are not just for the bedroom. Exactly. And that travel is a definite tool in a relationship toolbox. It, in it, whatever form you're able to take it. So yeah, get out there, guys. Get out there and travel. Get out there and travel together. Have the best days together. Make the best memories and hold those safe words close. With that, we'll say see you next week. See you next week. Thanks for joining us on our journey today. If you liked what you heard and are looking for more, make sure to leave us a review and subscribe to this podcast. You can also follow us on social media, but for the most fun, go find us on TikTok at The Mother Daughter Journey. See you next time.